today on Anchored in the Word. Don't just think that, oh, I know the truth. I don't need to read my Bible. In 20 years, I'll still believe that truth. Be careful with that idea. Take heed lest you fall, because I've seen people, I've known people that have believed certain things about right things, true things, and later they get, they get away from this and they changed their minds. They reverted back to, or they were open to, susceptible to the lie. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. That's where it all started in the garden, remember? But I'm is Anchored in the Word, the radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Coastlands in Eatontown, New Jersey, with our pastor and teacher, Bill Beckelman. Acts 17 introduces us to the fair-minded Berean people who sought the scriptures daily. You should study the Bible, too, because God's Word is holy. It's true, and within it, you'll find hope, comfort, and encouragement for yourself. In today's message, Pastor Bill will encourage you to search the scriptures daily, like the Bereans did. At the close of Pastor Bill's message, I'll be sharing with you how you can get a copy of today's broadcast of Anchored in the Word. Subscribe to the podcast or simply get in touch with us. Now here's Pastor Bill in Acts chapter 17 with today's edition of Anchored in the Word. All scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, is God-breathed. 66 books of the Bible, many different authors, but yet it's, it's put together into one book, and it makes sense. It flows. It's a miracle that we have this thing. These are the holy scriptures. They're different than any other book. They're from God himself. Not everybody believes that. But because they're that, and the original autographs, they are unflawed. They are, it's flawless, this book. And, and Peter says about this book, on all that pertains to life and godliness is found in this book. Everything that you need to, for life is found in this book. And by the way, one of the things that God said about being, what he told us, he said this, he said, be holy for I am holy. And I would suggest to you that that is a work of God that he does in a person. The changing of the life. But I want you to know that holiness is found through the word of God. That's what he's used. That's what the vehicle that he uses is Holy Spirit. He's using this Bible, but this idea of you need to be willing to go on this journey, the willing heart to go on this journey. These are the holy scriptures. There's no other book like this book anywhere. It can change a life. It can change a person from, from a wicked sinner that's part of the world and set them apart for God's purposes. If you're a Christian, that's your testimony. I, I, you know, there's no way to escape. I mean, there's no way to walk right before God. And his scriptures are not a part of that in some way, shape, or form. Because if you do that, if you're trying to do that, I'll tell you what you really have. You have a religion. That's what you have. You're trying to do things. You're trying to do the right things, this and that, and stay away from the wrong things. That's a, a religious attitude only. 
And we're saying that there's a God that's real. He's holy. He's wanting to impart himself to you and, and change you. And he wants, and it happens through this book before us. So the first, why should we search the scriptures daily? Because they're holy scriptures. Number two, and it's found in the scripture that we're looking is in Daniel 10, 21. I'll read it to you, Daniel 10, 21. You don't have to turn there. But I tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. The scripture of truth. Think about that for a moment. Why should you search the scriptures daily? Because in them, not just that you will find truth, they are truth. We need a good dose of truth on a daily basis, not just once in a while. I need to hear truth. You need to hear truth on a regular basis. Not that you'll hear some new truth. Especially if you've been a Christian for a while, there's not going to be new truths you're going to hear. What needs to happen to you and me is that we need to have truth reinforced over and over again. We're living in a world where the truth is changing. Or let's put it this way. The truth that the world is believing in is not the truth that we believe in or that that God says. So that means it's not the truth. It's a deception. Give you an example. The world believes that a man and a man can be married. That's what they believe. They call it a marriage ceremony. And you can change laws. They've done it in the Supreme Court. But God's word says, no, a marriage is between one man and one woman. It's spelled out in the book of Genesis. So that would be truth. Even though, but no, everybody's saying this. And if you don't believe that, 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 that two of the same sex can be married, you're a bad person. You're, you're you know, you know, insert a bad name there to call you because, and, you know, people can feel bad about that. And, and even the law can come against you in some places because you chose to believe what the Bible says because that's what truth is. Now, here's the thing about truth. It, can be, it will be borne out, will be demonstrated to be, God, God tells us these things. He tells us what truth is so that we can benefit from that. In other words, we'll, we'll take in this truth. We'll say, okay, God, I believe you. I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman because he said it, right? It was his idea. He came up with that. And then we'll find out if we will seek to believe what God says and walk in that way, we will live better. It will be better for us. As people, it will be better for a culture, a society, when, we, when a culture or society does things God's way. I'll give you another example. And this is a, the latest crazy one, I think, that, that somehow you can be, your sex can change. You can, be born a certain, you can be born a man and somewhere along the line decide that, no, you're not a man, I'm a woman, or vice versa. That's getting popular in our culture. And if you don't believe that, if you don't go along with that, you're a bad person. You somehow are a bigot. You somehow are hateful if you don't go along with that idea. Now, the problem with that idea, again, according to the Holy Scriptures, is God says this. He, this is what it says in Genesis. He made them male and female. He made them. So you didn't make yourself. Nobody's self-made. Nobody is an accident. It says that God made them male and female in the beginning. See, the book of Genesis goes back to the beginning. Many times we just got to go back where this whole thing started to figure things out, right? Because like it's complicated, doesn't it? And, and, uh, and so we're living in a time, aren't we? I'm not making this stuff up. If you'd have told me this 30, 40 years ago, this is going to be happening, I would have said, you're nuts. And now we're giving children, by the way, young children, they should be able to choose which one they want to be. 
I'm glad I didn't end up, every thought that comes in my head, I didn't live it out. Think about that. That would be dangerous if we did that, right? And so those are just two examples where God says, no, this is truth. And, and we can see, and they go on and on and on and on, right? The things that, that God says, this is truth. He tells us truth because the truth will set us free. free. The truth will set us free. That means that, that deception, things that aren't true, will bind us. That's, that's what happens. And you will see that people that live, people that choose to live in a lie, not what the truth says, their lives are all messed up. Not that we have perfect lives, but that's what happens. That's why God says, I'm going to give you the truth. Walk in the truth. The scriptures are truth. And I'm going to tell you something about this idea of truth. If we didn't have the word as Christians, if we didn't have this this truth to be reinforcing us, we would be buying the same things that the other people that don't believe in the truth have, that that don't read their Bibles. Don't just think that, oh, I know the truth. I don't need to read my Bible. In 20 years, I'll still believe that truth. Be careful with that idea. Take heed lest you fall, because I've seen people, I've known people that have believed certain things about right things, true things, and later they they got away from this and they changed their minds. They reverted back to, or they were open to, susceptible to the lie. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. That's where it all started in the garden, remember? God was very clear, very explicit. He says, you could do anything in this garden you want to do, anything at all you want to do, but there's one thing you cannot do that's forbidden for you. The day that you eat of that tree over there, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. There was the warning. God was very clear. That was the truth in the the garden. Serpent comes along and he says to Eve, basically in the conversation that he had, he was basically telling them, you know what? Has God said, the attack was on God's word. What God said. In other words, you think that's the truth? You think God's telling you the truth? No. He's just, he's, and then he, he adds to the, the deception by saying, you know what? God just knows that the day that you eat of that, the day you disobey God, he didn't say it that way, you will be just like God. In other words, it's self-betterment. If you will just go against what God says, you're going to be better off. There's a freedom in that, he was trying to tell her. Eve, you're going to be free. You're going to be it's going to be better for you. And boy, oh boy, she took that hook, line, and sinker. And, and that was the beginning of the attack on God's word. Because she didn't hold on to the truth. It was real simple at that time. You know, we talk about the old days, right? That was the old days, folks. And things were simple then. You know, you ever think of that? It was real simple in the old days. You can do anything you want. Just don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was real simple. You could revert back to that. Wait a second. What did God say? He said, don't eat of that tree over there. Oh, that's right. That's truth. Just walk in that now, and you'll be fine. But no, they didn't believe the truth. So the scriptures, as said in Daniel there, they're truth. We need to hear the truth over and over and over. The truth needs to be reinforced. You know why? Because I'm out in the world, and they're telling me other stuff that they believe is true. And then they're putting the pressure on us saying, no, if you don't say this, if you don't believe this, you're a bad person and you're going to get a consequence for that, right? Am I making this up? I'm not making this up. This is happening all around us. But we need to know the truth because the truth will set us free. Now, number three, so they're the holy scriptures. They're the scriptures that have truth in them. Number three from Romans 15.4. Romans 15.4. For whatever things were written... Before were written for our learning, 
that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. You see, the reason I need to read the scriptures daily is because I need to be comforted. You see, I need encouragement and I need my hope to be reinforced. You see, the world is living in a place and and they're looking in different places for hope. There's a lot of people that don't have any hope and they're seeking for encouragement. You know, for example, some people are seeking encouragement because they're living in a, a lifestyle that's separated from God. They're doing things their own way and not God's way, not walking in God's truth. Hence, they're miserable. And now they're looking for a way out of the misery, don't we all, right? And so there's, there's people that want to just tell them good things to make them, make them feel good. Oh, what you're doing is okay. It's all right what you're doing. And, and if somehow we can get everybody to go along with that and agree with that. You know, in other words, they're looking for comfort some way. And this is what the Bible says about comfort. He is the God of all comfort. And you can be comforted by the scriptures and encouraged. Listen. You come here for counseling, for anything, and, and people come to me, and generally when they come, they're not happy, they're hurting, they're, there's something wrong in their lives, and they'll come and they'll, they'll see the pastor, and they come, and, and what I, I always do the same thing, you know, because I know it works, and I know it's where the hope is. Psalm 119.50 says that this is my comfort and my affliction. Your word has given me life. Think about that. Your word has given me life. Folks, I believe that with all of my heart. Folks, I've lived that in my own life. I've seen it in other people's lives. One of the lowest points of my life, it was 1982, probably something like that. I had a form of godliness denying the power thereof. I prayed to receive Lord in 1976, read the Bible twice through, and really believed that there was a God in heaven at that point. It was unbelievable. But yet, I didn't get in fellowship. I wasn't reading the scripture. I stopped reading the Bible, and I wasn't going to church. Hence, I went back into the world. But here I was, fast forward, uh, 76 to 82, what is that, six years or something like that? And I'm, I'm laying on my bed on a, during the day. I was laid off from work at that point, and I was just in pain. You know, it, the pain there was, it was that I was going through because of my life had fallen apart at that point. I'll just leave it at that. My, my life had fallen apart. Folks, I know what that feels like when your life falls apart. And every day your life existed, you're in pain the whole time. Not physical, emotional pain. I remember thinking about taking my life. I disassembled my shotgun. I had a, a double barrel shotgun that I used for hunting, and I took it apart on purpose because I didn't want to. I knew that that was wrong to kill yourself, but I didn't want to make it so it was easy. I just had to put the shells in and pull and you know do that. So I took it apart in a sober moment, meaning emotionally sober. I took that apart. But I remember laying there one day, and I tried to cu- I tried to get rid of the pain by going out and drinking and doing different things to try and get rid of the pain. And that numbed it for a while. And, uh, but then I always realized that I had to wake up the next day, and there was the same pain. It was there to meet me the next day. So I'm having that pain there, and I'm, I'm talking to God that day. And I cried out to God, and I was, I was having a conversation with God. And, and you know what God said to me? God said, you haven't talked to me in years. And I thought, that's right. But I didn't even miss talking to him, apparently, because my life was going so well. I mean, all the things that, you know, that, that they say that happened. I had a decent job. I had purchased a, a house and, you know, and, and, and all this stuff. And, and all these things are going right, and it just kind of fell apart. I had friends. kind of fell apart. But I didn't need God, apparently. 
I wasn't searching the scriptures daily. I'd stopped reading the Bible. But God spoke to me that day, and I, I how could I deny that? And it wasn't in the Bible. It was a still, small voice, and I know it was him. So I, I went over to my closet, and I was digging through this box. I had this box of stuff in my closet, and I'm, I'm digging through because I knew I had a Bible in there somewhere. Somebody had given me a Bible as a gift, and I went and dug through there, and sure enough, I pulled this thing out. And I had tried, folks, everything to get rid of the pain that I was going through in my life, trying to, to just to make it go away. And they didn't have the stuff that they have now, by the way, that they're giving people to get rid of that feeling, okay? It's a temporary thing at best. My problem was I was separated from God. So I opened that book. And I, I started reading that Bible. And I'm going to tell you, this, this was almost instantaneous, as I recall. It's been a long time ago. But as I recall, I started reading from the Psalms. I didn't know it then. I just started reading the Bible. And this, this thing, as I recall, it just started up here at the top of my head and just kind of flooded me just like that. This peace just flooded me just like that from the top to the bottom. The peace that I've been looking for, the, 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 getting rid of that pain, that's what I was looking for. I didn't know I was lacking peace, but that's what it was. But I read, this, I read these scriptures, and boy, it just went like that, and just, it was gone. All, all those, those feelings and stuff was gone, and there was a, this is my comfort, my affliction. Your word has given me life. And it happened that quick. And you'd think, by the way, that if that, you had an experience like that, surely you'd get the connecting of the dots. You'd never had that problem again, you'd think, right? That's not my testimony. But I'm just telling you, making the point that there's comfort and encouragement in God's word. We're going everywhere else when we're in pain. A lot of the times, as Christians even, to get rid of that pain, to, to, to get the peace that we're looking for. And we need to connect with the Prince of Peace. You connect with him through his word. And that's what I was experiencing that day. And that's what I do when I, when I counsel people. I, I'll take them and they'll come in, they're hurting, they're everything else, and I'll, I'll open the Bible and I'll get them to read Psalm 1950. I'll get them to read several scriptures as we're going through, talk about what they mean. And here's what happens most of the time, almost every time. People will come in here a lot of times just holding on to the thread of their life, and then they'll leave encouraged. And by the way, when I get them to leave, I know what made them encouraged, and it wasn't me, the wonderful counselor, which I'm not. That's only Jesus. But I know it's because we've gotten into his word, because he says, your word has given me life. Now, what I do is I give them an assignment. I didn't like calling it that. I still haven't figured out what to call it, but it's a, it's a worksheet. I hate that name too, because it sounds like work, right? But it's a sheet that gets them into the Bible. That's all it is. It's a topical teaching on getting you in the Bible. Look this scripture up. And I tell them, when you do this, when you, and ask, it'll ask you a question. And then it'll turn, take you to a place in the Bible. It'll give you a scripture. I want you to write that scripture and they look it up in your Bible. And I want you to physically write it out. No, not the keys, not the computer. I want you to write it out. You know, we can still do that. We have pens and pencils. Write it out. There's something that happens when you do this. I want you to write that scripture out because I know that God will minister to people through his word every single time. And you know something, folks? I have the hardest time getting people to do their homework. It's the most frustrating thing to me because I can't fix anybody. And I know that they've come here and they've, you know, like sort of like you go to a counseling appointment and you go there and you, you spend, there's no money to come here, but, but you go and you spend the money, whatever it is, an hour now, and they sit there and, and let you talk about yourself or whatever. I don't, maybe you feel better about that, but the Bible will make you feel different. And they think, well, I gotta, I'm getting that feeling back. i got to go back and see the pastor. That is not going to work. 
You see, what God does is he, he brings us to a place where in a pile we have a lack of peace because what that is designed to do is give us an opportunity, opportunity to be introduced to him, to who he is to be in your life, who he is to be in my life. And he's chosen to use this book to bring that to pass. You cannot skip this step. Now, some people, some Christians are like, well, I've got to read my Bible because, you know, I'm a Christian. And I've got to read my Bible. See, it's got to be, it can't be, it cannot be a got to. It's got to be a get to. You get to read your Bible, not that you've got to read your Bible. And there's a God component in there. And I, I, if, so we have to be honest here. If you're at the place where you're not reading your Bible, and, and you feel, maybe even you're feeling guilty. You should be, in a sense. I guess you should be. But the idea is, God doesn't, you know, God doesn't, he's not mad at you for that. But you're saying, yeah, but I'm, I'm too busy. I'm doing this. Listen, let me tell you something. The ancients, the Bereans, were more busy than you are. The women had to work from sun up to sundown just, to, just so people could live. The men had to do the same just so they could carry on. They didn't have washing machines. Some people, the rich people, had servants to other people could do that. We have washing machines. We have dishwashers, air conditioners, heaters. You don't have to make a fire. Right? All these things are done for us. Why? So that we can have more time to do what? To play video games or to you know, watch TV. Man, we got to get a bigger one, right? The thing, how much, how big can they go? But what I'm saying is we have all this time. But we say we have no time. Oh, it's, you're choosing to use your time for something else. You're going somewhere else for your encouragement. You're going somewhere else for your comfort. You're going to find out that there isn't real comfort to be found there. But more importantly, or as importantly, John 5.39 says this, why we should go to the scriptures daily. Why we should go to the scriptures daily. John 5.39. Jesus speaking to people that read the scriptures. All right, So they read the scriptures, these people. I don't know if they were reading it as a got to, whatever it was, but they were reading the scriptures And in John 5.39, Jesus said this. He said, you search the scriptures, for in them you think that you have, you think you have eternal life. And these are they, the scriptures are they which testify of me. So what I want to say to you is point number four, and very importantly, you know, we have a personal relationship with Jesus. Come to know him in a deeper way. That should be what our life should be about while we're here on earth. Because listen, to know him is to love him. The birth and growth of the early church came about because of one thing, the influence of the Holy Spirit. The apostles who had followed Jesus were no more than human beings, not suited to lead a movement or even stand for very long against persecution. However, as soon as the Holy Spirit came on the scene, all of that changed. Peter, John, and the rest of Jesus' devoted followers stepped forward boldly, declaring the truth of the gospel and changing hundreds and thousands of lives. Their courage continued when facing intense opposition from religious leaders, even to death. They knew the truth. How could they stay silent? Today, we too know the truth. We have the early church's example to follow as to what faith can do. And we also have the Holy Spirit on our side. 
With his help, we too can step out in faith and boldly declare the gospel message with the world. We hope today's message from the book of Acts has lit a fire in your soul and brought you closer to your Savior. If you'd like to hear more from this series, we encourage you to visit our website, anchoredintheword.com. In fact, you'll be able to find several additional teachings from the Bible at this website. We encourage you to share them with friends and family you feel would benefit from hearing them. That's all we have time for today. We pray you continue to seek the power of the Holy Spirit as you walk through this life and that you continue to be more sound doctrine and anchored in the Word.